0: Welcome to Day 45 of the Bible 365 Podcast. My name is Randy Guto, and today our reading is coming from Exodus chapters 37 and 38, Matthew chapter 28, Psalm chapter 34 verses 11 through 22, and Proverbs chapter 9 verses 9 and 10. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Exodus chapter 37. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Two cubits and a half was its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside, and made a molding of gold around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold for its four feet, two rings on its one side and two rings on its other side. And he made poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold, and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark. And he made a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half was its length, and a cubit and a half its breadth. And he made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work on the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub on the one end, and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat he made the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces one to another. Toward the mercy seat were the faces of the cherubim. He also made the table of acacia wood. Two cubits was its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold, and made a molding of gold around it. And he made a rim around it, a handbreadth wide, and made a molding of gold around the rim. He cast for it four rings of gold and fastened the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame were the rings, as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table and overlaid them with gold. And he made the vessels of pure gold that were to be on the table, its plates and dishes for incense, and its bowls and flagons with which to pour drink offerings. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. He made the lampstand of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on the other branch, so for the six branches going out of the lampstand. And on the lampstand itself were four cups made like almond blossoms, with their calyxes and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out of it. Their calyxes and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it was a single piece of hammered work of pure gold. And he made its seven lamps and its tongs and its trays of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils out of a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit, and its breadth was a cubit. It was square, and two cubits was its height. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns. And he made a molding of gold around it, and made two rings of gold on it under its molding, on two opposite sides of it as holders for the poles with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil also, and the pure fragrant incense, blended as by the perfumer. Exodus chapter 38 He made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. Five cubits was its length, and five cubits its breadth. It was square, and three cubits was its height. He made horns for it on its four corners. Its horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with bronze. And he made all the utensils of the altar, the pots, the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the firepans. He made all its utensils of bronze. And he made for the altar a grating, a network of bronze, under its ledge, extending halfway down. He cast four rings on the four corners of the bronze grating as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze, and he put the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar to carry it with them. He made it hollow with boards. He made the basin of bronze and its stand of bronze from the mirrors of the ministering women who ministered in the entrance of the tent of meeting. And he made the court. For the south side, the hangings of the court were of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits, their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver and for the north side there were hangings of a hundred cubits their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver and for the west side were hangings of fifty cubits their ten pillars and their ten bases the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver and for the front to the east 50 cubits. The hangings for one side of the gate were 15 cubits, with their 3 pillars and 3 bases. And so for the other side. On both sides of the gate of the court were hangings of 15 cubits, with their 3 pillars and their 3 bases. All the hangings around the court were of fine twined linen, and the bases for the pillars were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. The overlaying of their capitals was also of silver, and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver, and the screen for the gate of the court was embroidered with needlework in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. It was twenty cubits long and five cubits high in its breadth, corresponding to the hangings of the court, and their pillars were four in number. Their four bases were of bronze, their hooks of silver, and the overlaying of their capitals and their fillets of silver. And all the pegs for the tabernacle and for the court all around were of bronze. These are the records of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the testimony, as they were recorded at the commandment of Moses, the responsibility of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. And with him was Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver and designer and embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the gold that was used for the work and all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering, was twenty-nine talents and seven hundred and thirty shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. The silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was a hundred talents and 1,775 shekels, by the shekel of the sanctuary. A becca, a head, that is, half a shekel, by the shekel of the sanctuary. For everyone who is listed in the records, from twenty years old and upward, for 603,550 men. The hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil. A hundred bases for the hundred talents. A talent a base. And of the one thousand seven hundred and seventy five shekels, he made hooks for the pillars, and overlaid their capitals, and made fillets for them. The bronze that was offered was seventy talents and two thousand four hundred shekels. With it, he made the bases for the entrance of the tent of meeting the bronze altar, and the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the court, and the bases of the gate of the court. All the pegs of the tabernacle, and all the pegs around the court. Matthew chapter 28 Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See? See? I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, Some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Psalm chapter thirty four, verses eleven through twenty two. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days, that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and His ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 9 and 10. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Today's devotional is coming from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and I'm calling it His Last Command, Our First Priority. Now, I have to be honest with you, I did not come up with this really cool title by myself. This is the title of a book that was written by a man named Pastor Jack Haynes. This is a man whom I love very dearly. He has a church in Australia he planted decades ago, and I had the privilege to preach for him twice, and I have never in my life been so impacted for the nations and for missions like I have from spending time with Pastor Jack Haynes. He and his church have literally planted tens of thousands of churches across the world. His church gives 50% of their income to missions. A huge part of Pastor Jack's passion for the nations comes from this passage right here. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. His last command, our first priority. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. One of the things that I love to say is that two-thirds of the name God spells go and three-fifths of the name Satan spells sat. And sadly, a vast majority of Christians sit while very few actually go. I really love something that I heard Lester Sumrall say a long time ago. He said, where you go is not important. Going is important. And wherever you live, right where you are, There is a mission field all around you, your family, your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors. And I just want to encourage you and really challenge you to go and share the good news of what Jesus Christ has done in your life with somebody. I believe many of you would be so surprised at how many people are just waiting for somebody to say something to them about Jesus. Many of you would be so surprised at how capable and ready you are right now to let someone know of some of the good things that God has done in your life. As well, as we go to make disciples of all nations, He gave us this promise in verse 20 that He is with us always to the end of the age. Let's pray. Father, we come to You in the name of Jesus, and I just want to say today what an incredible privilege it is to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. Fill our hearts with compassion and with passion for others. Help us to overcome fear and give us wisdom in what to say and when to say it. And God, I thank you that when we do go to share the gospel with other people, we pray for those who are going to hear that you'd open up their ears, that you'd open up their eyes and that you'd soften their hearts so that they can receive. Draw us close to you by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your son to us. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, consider sharing it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you tomorrow with day 46.